the phone with me is Nurse Jen. Nurse Jen, say hello. Hello. Hello, my friend. Everybody loves Nurse Jen. (laughs) And every time I tell you that people listen to the podcast that we've done over the years and they talk about you and they ask and people say they want to meet you when you're in town, um, you never believe that that is true. But I'm telling you, Nurse Jen, you'll see. Like, it really does happen. And once I post this, people will be so excited because you and I haven't done a podcast in a while. <laughs> but when people, when people finally meet me, they're going to go, oh, you're kidding me. That's, that's Nurse Jen right Oh, there. yeah. That's exactly how they felt when you were in town last time. Remember last well, time when you were in town and we did that meeting with that group? Yeah. It's just I'm, I'm just really crazy in real person, you know? Yeah. And, and they just don't I, – I don't know. I – but but yet I'm really personable. People get comfortable really quick. You do have you do have a crazy side to you. That is for uh, yeah. sure. <laughs> so Nurse Jen and I were talking uh, a few days ago about a family member of hers who said, "Are Jen, are you ever going to eat normal again?" And yeah. this prompted me. Listen to you. This prompted me <laughs> to um, include uh, the amazing Nurse Jen in this chat um, because it is one of the reasons that people fail when they diet. And, and that reason is, is because everyone is trying to do what's normal, or at least what seems normal, or maybe you should even say comfortable in the moment, the way things are right now. But the problem with that is, is that the normal now supports what is actually abnormal. And if you get control of this thought, what will happen is your progress in dieting won't be derailed by our natural human instinct to follow the crowd or be derailed by somebody you know, that says something like this, that just has no clue about what they're talking about. So this is a very important podcast because this does come up all the time. And before we get into it, Nurse Jen, let's talk about your stats so that some of the people who haven't <laughs> listened to your podcast podcast yet, uh, they know what you're about. Nurse Jen, uh, as of the, her last weigh-in, which was uh, last week, is down 104 pounds. And you, do you know how long, do you know when you, how long you've kept that weight off? It seems like forever because it seems like, well, it seems like so long ago that I joined fast, but it's been five and a half years. But when I got to goal, my goal weight, it was 10 months later. So, you know, it's been, um, it was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2017. Yeah. And in fact, after you listen to this, if anybody wants to see Jen's picture, and be blown away, go to our Facebook page <laughs> at facebook.com forward slash the fast diet, and you'll find Jen's picture posted on July 25th, 2017. Uh, if you take the time to scroll all the way down through all the other pictures when you <laughs> get there, it'll be worth the effort because it is pretty amazing. Uh, now, it yeah. is uh, really amazing. Now, before yeah. we get into this, I want uh, everybody listening to know that I don't prep for these podcasts. I want these answers when I ask uh, the people that I'm interviewing. I want them to be real. Our plan is not about fooling you with smoke and mirrors so that you'll buy something. It's about living real. It's about getting control without doing something crazy that doesn't make sense. And I do it this way because I want everyone to see that this problem of obesity is solvable if you are real. You, you actually can reach your goal. You can lose all your weight. You can maintain it for years and years like Nurse Jen has. And you can live better if you allow a little help 
and you're willing to do some hard work and you're willing to learn along the way, if you do those things, you just can't be stopped. You really can't. So Jen, as I said, has been accused of not eating normally. Jen, do you eat normal foods? Well, yeah, uh, but but yet the stuff that I eat now isn't anywhere like what I used to eat. And so I guess I'm considered abnormal because <laughs> I don't, you know, my comfort food was always the first thing I would go for is the carbs, the um, the breads was always a comfort food to me. I rarely eat bread now. And in fact, since I've been um, diagnosed with celiac disease, I, um, I, that has completely changed too. And there's just so many things that, that I'm having to deal with that I, that has changed the pattern and the way I live. But my go-to stuff is always the stuff that's going to make me feel better. And that is, you know, really good, healthy protein and lots of really great stuff, nuts and seeds and, and, uh, you know, being careful on, on the fruit and just paying attention um, to what I eat. So basically you just said you're trying to eat less processed foods and you're eating healthier foods like nuts and seeds and healthy proteins. Yeah. And some of these changes have, you've been forced to make them because of celiac, but for the most part, what you're saying is you're eating healthier foods, which for some reason makes you abnormal. Now, anybody that knows how our program works secretly knows that Jen is not telling you the complete truth right now. Jen? Why? You Tell that. me a food that you eat that doesn't fit into the category of what you're describing. Okay, okay, okay. But see, I am... <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's my addiction because I, I am addicted to sugar and, and that kind of stuff is shit to me. Yeah, because by it, the it way, co- it's just you too. You're the only yeah, person who's addicted I know, to sugar. I know, Nobody's going to hear this and go, oh, and, gosh, they and got it causes, that. it causes inflammation <laughs> with me. And so why do I turn to that kind of stuff? You got me, but I, you know, occasionally I just indulge because I get, I get really tired of always staying on task. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, because it's, it, it's hard. So list some of those foods, list some of those foods. What are some of the foods that you eat when you get off of your normal, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to eat less processed foods? Well, the first thing that I grab when I'm tempted and I just got to have something is um, I, I, will, I have frozen banana chunks in the freezer. And so I will pop one in my mouth and, oh, it just, it just tastes so good and it gets me going. And then, and then um, I, I, uh, I don't reach for ice cream much. That's not really a go-to. It's mostly I go straight to the crack. And that, and my crack is candy. It's terrible. But see, you got to understand that um, I, with celiac, I can't have carbs like a dessert, sit down and have a dessert, a cookie or something like that. You know, and I have people say, well, yeah, you know, you've got celiac now. You got to learn how to make desserts and stuff um, with almond flour and things like that. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't. <laughs> to make a 
a, a gluten-free dessert and have that damn dessert staring at me because I'm the only one in the house that's going to eat it. No, hell no. And so I, you know, I would rather just, you know, just kind of dance around it and say, well, I'll, if I'm going to have a fix, I'll just have some candy. And that's, that's your thing. Now, yeah. prior, prior to you losing your weight, okay, when you first went through your orientation to learn how our program works, are there any mm -hmm. of these foods that I told you you could not eat? No, you told me I could eat whatever I wanted to. Yes. And so I ate, I ate processed stuff and, you know, right. everything. Cause I, like, I, I was liking those veggie straws cause they were crunchy and, you know, and that I thought, oh, they're healthy. And I, I can't meticulously count out all my little straws and I still lost weight. I, my graph is a straight angle line down. It's beautiful. <laughs> so why did you make why did you make that change? Because everybody wants you to eat what they think is normally. Why did you make that change and decide? Uh, because you were making this change before celiac. You were eating healthier and less processed foods for that. Why did you make that change? The world is saying, Jen, we want you to eat normally. We want you to eat with us, which the truth is, if you really do want some of those things, you do eat that right now. But you have changed. You've changed the normal. Why did right. you change? Because it didn't make me feel good. And it affected my exercise. It, it, it affected the, my performance when I worked out. If I, if I grabbed and counted out my little potato chips or, or that kind of stuff, um, my performance level would go down. And I did not want that. It did not make me feel good. The stuff that makes me feel good are the whole foods. And the so what happened that, is, is yeah. you made that change voluntarily sure. is because somebody made you. And guys, as you're listening to this, I want you to know everybody, when they decide they're going to lose some weight, they think, okay, I need to start eating healthier foods. I got to do what nurse Jen does. I got to eat nothing. It's processed to give up bread and give up carbs and all this. And guys, I'm telling you, you don't have to do that. You don't have no. to do what somebody would think is abnormal to lose weight. You just need to get control of the math of how many calories that are going in. And what right. you'll find is if you get control of the math first, which is the way that our, our plan is set up, you'll start like tracking properly what you're eating. You'll know how many calories are going in. You'll eat the right number and you'll start losing a couple pounds a week. And then what happens is as you start to lose weight, then you, like, like Jen said, you start to want to eat better because you realize that, hey, when I do this, I can get more out of my exercise. You start to want to eat better because you sleep a little bit better. You start to yeah. want to eat better because your skin clears up. A lot of people with acne issues, they'll find that when they eat better, they don't have the huge acne problem, uh, problems, especially if your candy is chocolate. And, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, seriously. That's one so, of the major food groups, you know, chocolate. It is one of the major food <laughs> groups. Awesome. Of which <laughs> anybody on our plan can have chocolate whenever they want, okay? Because. Unless it's you're not... Nurse Jen, because you can't control it. Right. Unless, exactly. Did you, by the way, did you listen to the podcast we did a while back ago about uh, the guy who he lost a bunch of weight? I think, I'm thinking it was like 100 pounds. But he um, he ordered this chocolate from this guy in Belgium. Oh yeah! Do you remember that? Did you ever order yeah. any of that? Oh no, no, no! And he I made would eat one. the whole thing. All <laughs> it's at once. true. He made this, <laughs> which again is just you making another smart That's choice right. because your normal has changed. 
At yep. one time in your life, back when you were 100 pounds heavier, your normal was just eat what everybody else is, is eating. And that didn't feel good. But now your normal has changed. Now your normal is in this place where you're in control of what you're eating. And you actually look at food and say, I don't need that. Or I am going to have that. But you're making decisions like using your right. brain instead right. of all emotion. That's pretty powerful to, to be in that position because then you get to make the call. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, my family's saying, oh, well, how can we tweak Thanksgiving dinner right now so that we can incorporate your celiac diet and stuff? Can, you could get some of your, your gluten-free bread and make some dressing and, you know, and that kind of stuff. I'm going, um, no, because I don't want dressing. I don't want to be able to have... To, even though it's so yummy, my whole thought process has completely changed because I look at foods like that and I say, oh, that looks so delicious, but how is it going to make me feel after I get done eating? Yeah. And, and so I have completely made a change with, with how I approach food. Because that it, it, my stamina level, my energy level all comes into play with yeah, what that's I choose amazing. to eat. And, and see that what you've got here is you, you literally have two normals. You have what they think is normal and then you have what you think is normal. And unfortunately, what's happening right now, and it's been happening for years, uh, probably more than a decade now, is that the normal that would cause us to have energy and feel good and be healthy, you know, give us the energy to do the things that we want, that is disappearing. And what's becoming normal is what actually hurts us. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Of course, anybody has noticed that has watched uh, television now is that you'll see ads of people. And the ads used to be people that were thin and healthy pitching products. But that's not the case anymore. If you watch TV, you'll see, you know, the average person doing an ad, there's a lot of them that will be on, on an advertisement that they'll be 50 or 100 pounds overweight. And the reason that's the case is, is because that is the new normal. And so what we have is we have a situation where as the world is trying to push everybody to this new abnormal normal, like we're supporting it with what we see on TV. We're supporting it with... Um, even, uh, here's a really good example. Years ago, this was like, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. Uh, I was at a gym for some reason. I, I, I feel like this is like 15 years ago, but, but I was, we were getting a gym membership in a new gym. And so I sat down with the guy and, uh, I know that, uh, the fast diet's been around for 16 years. So I know it was after that because I was paying attention to this. Well, the guy that sat down to sell us the membership was about, I don't know, probably about 80 pounds overweight. And hmm. he, he asked me what I did. And I, you know, I told him that, you know, what we do here and we help people get that and all that. And, and he said, wow, that's great. That goes along with what we're doing really well. And I said, look, can I ask you a question without being offensive? Because it's going to sound offensive, but I'm actually curious. Um, and I, I said this, by the way, after he said, yeah, I could lose a couple pounds. Um, and I said, you know, you'd mentioned that, you know, you could lose a couple pounds yourself. 
well, is it hard for you to sell gym memberships to people when you clearly, you know, are trying to lose weight yourself? And he said, absolutely not. He said, in fact, when the guy hired me to sell these gym memberships, he hired me partially because I was somewhat overweight so that when people came up to sign up with me, they would feel comfortable because I was normal like them. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And, and you can see that in everything that we do right now. This also happens, this, this, this normal, like it just takes over our thoughts and we lose this concept of what is actually normal. What Jen is doing is normal. Eating better foods, being control of them, deciding when she will and won't eat based on what she needs instead of what everybody's doing or, or you know, what smells good or what tastes good. She's like using her brain. But this has gone into parts of our, our world that like is re- extremely damaging. So here's an example of that. There, this happens every year. Um, and it just happened a couple months ago again. So there's a person on our program that has a decent amount of weight to lose. Well, she's lost 90 pounds and she set her goal weight at like 130, right? So she's got 70 pounds left to go. Well, she calls us and she said, Tony, you know, I just reached 200 pounds, right? Cause she started at 290. So I'm, I'm at 200 pounds now <clears throat> and I'm five, three. And I went to the doctor and the doctor was thrilled. Doctor looked at my numbers. Like a lot of my stats were better. And the doctor was just all fired up. Well, then I asked the doctor how much more I should lose because I was curious. And the doctor said, you're good. Now, this, this is a woman that's 5'3 and 200 pounds. There is no way that 200 pounds is a healthy weight for a, a woman that is 5'3, not even maybe. Uh, and, yeah. No. And the doctor told her, this is the right weight for you. Now, if you go to the charts, and everybody argues with the charts, but believe me, when you get in the range of the charts, you'll look at that and you'll go, hey, this, this looks great. But the chart says that at her age, weight, and height, that she should be between 104 and 127. So the question is, if she should be under 127 pounds, why would the doctor agree to that? And I know that you can see this, and it's because all the doctor sees all day long is unhealthy people. And so unhealthy becomes normal to his eyes. All of our eyes are changing this way because so many people are overweight. Somebody loses 90 pounds like this. The doctor sees them. It's the healthiest person they see all day. And the doctor goes, oh, finally, like somebody that did something. And they just want to pat somebody on the back for making progress. And so now you've got uh, people on television that are supporting what we do. We have the people around us, like, like, like Jen was talking, like family will say, aren't you going to be normal? You have doctors that like, even they're giving bad information, not because they're bad people, but because like their eyes change too. their vision of what looks normal changes. And, and you've got all of this happening at the exact same time, even people trying to sell us things. You know, they're set in that position so that we don't feel different than they look. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting because I'm five foot three. And if I weighed 200 pounds, I, I, I remember when I was at that. Yeah, weight. you did. <laughs> and and because I started out at 230 and mm-hmm. and I thought, 
I just, I felt like crap still. I felt better because I had already lost 30 pounds, but I, but at the time I remember, oh, I've got such a long ways to go. And I, that, that doctor should be ashamed of himself because he knows, he knows what the, what the healthy weight should be. And to give someone that false security that they're okay with being at 200 pounds no, it, you know, I mean, my, it, it is so hard on your frame, your skeletal frame alone to be able to carry that, that amount of weight at five foot three, you just, it, it's not, it's not right. It's not good. You're, you're, everything is just kind of bulked in there and your organs can't function the way right. that they, they should. Don't and, work. and you're dealing right. with inflammation. And, right. Inflammation yeah. like crazy. And, yeah. and you just feel like sludge all the time. <laughs> sludge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jen, I totally understand what you're saying about like the doctor should be ashamed. Um, however, that's, a, that's actually how I felt at the beginning of this. I, I, when that first happened, because I was just amazed. And it always seems like that happens when the person is 5'3", when the doctor will tell somebody that they're good at 190 or 205 or something like that. But the reason that I don't feel that way anymore, that these doctors should be ashamed, is because we forget that they're just human beings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And they're subject to the same influences that we are. And even though they have the information, well... We have lots of information, too. We know that being unhealthy and being overweight is a problem, and yet we still make mistakes over and over. Well, these doctors, they are just bombarded with people that are unhealthy that come in every single day and tell them, you know, the doctor says, you really should lose some weight. And they say, oh, yeah, I've lost five pounds. And they tell them I've lost five pounds every year for 20 years in a row and actually never accomplish anything. And then one person comes in and actually lost 90 pounds even though they're not where they want to be, the last thing that a doctor wants to do is discourage that person. True. And, and, and I see and what And that's you're what it is. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I get that. I get that. And because, especially with a woman, she can easily get her, her back up, you know. It's like, what are you talking about? I've just lost 90 pounds. And exactly. I think you're totally being unfair to me and, and not giving me um the the pat on the back that i need and i i get that totally um but at the same time it's i think it's um it's not right to also give them a false security someone that might not be quite as motivated and yep. to want to continue and to say Hey, you're doing great and just stay where you are. Right. And, just stay at 200 pounds. Uh, yeah. At 5'3. Yeah. See, and, and that is an unhealthy way because you are still a candidate to be able to, you know, get diabetes. I, I, in my, in my nursing, oh my goodness, I fight that all the time with my clients of people that are dealing with that. And, I just, my heart breaks for them because those kinds of diseases and stuff are, it's not something to play around with. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's dangerous. And this, when you talk about how the, we talk about this normal changing and how you have to be aware of this, when you just, you know, said that it's not okay for the doctor, you know, not to tell them the truth. I mean, 
we now kind of live in a world where being told the truth means that you're going to offend somebody. And if you offend right. somebody, then they're going to put a bad comment on your website saying that you're a jerk because you weigh 200 pounds and you lost 90 and they didn't pat you on the back and said they offended you. Right. And then that affects that person's business. And right. so even people like doctors have to walk on glass because they, they just have to be so careful because if I they offend it. somebody by telling them the truth and see, that's the problem. That's the new normal that we're talking about in the, here's an interesting stat for you in the, in the fifties, the average woman uh, in the United States, anyhow, weighed close to about 130 pounds. That was about the average. Hmm. Well, now that number is uh, just a little bit over 170. Oh yeah. And we yeah, all, I can see that. Yeah. We all know that this is getting worse because the, the abnormal is what we all think is normal now. And, you know, when we were talking about this the other day, when we started talking about um, that conversation that, you know, somebody in your family said that, you know, are you going to eat normal with us? Are you ever going to eat normal again? Guys, I would argue that there are three normal ways of eating. There's not one. Well, the first normal way of eating would be to eat um, the way that family that doesn't understand would want you to eat. You know, they want you to eat at every meal when everybody's eating. And of course, that's what you want to do because they're doing. They want you to eat all the snacks and the cookies. They want you to eat on Thanksgiving so that you are so full that you are literally just like sitting on a couch and you just fall asleep at somebody's house. You know, that, that mm -hmm. doesn't even make sense normally. You just go over to somebody's house and fall asleep on their couch. But on Thanksgiving, that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. Somehow that looks like normal to some people. And that's one path you can take. And, you know, the problem with that normal is it's true that if you do eat that way, you're going to fit in with the people around you and you're not going to stand out. You're going to be eating too much pie and you're going to be eating too much of everything. And as Jen was just talking about, you know, being in the medical field, the consequences is that you get to a place in your life where the older version of you, it can't keep up with this new abnormal normal. And there are consequences. And Jen, we were talking about this, and this is kind of sad, actually. But, you know, Jen was talking about a patient that, you know, who was older and didn't take care of her health. And, you know, she was basically, you know, slowly dying, you know, as, as the years passed because, she, you know, she just wasn't independent anymore. And, you know, she looked at Jen and she said, geez, you know, I, I look at you and I'm so proud of you because, you know, you took care of yourself. And, you know, I wish that I would have done that. I mean, is that about what happened, Jen? Well, yeah. And it just it, it broke my heart because I um. I saw the path that she took years ago where she just decided to just not pay attention. Mm -hmm. And the choices that she made made a difference because it immediately channeled her into a, a direction to where she started having health issues. And mm -hmm. then they, they, just compounded on each other and to where it got worse and worse. And she just quit. 
she quit trying and she was, she's now at the point where she, there's no turning back because the die has been cast and her health is such that there's no changing it now, which is so sad. And she's seeing that. And one day she just started a reflective thing as she and I was, were talking as I was uh, doing her treatments for her. And she said, if I would have just paid attention years ago. Yes. And she said, I would not be dealing with what I'm dealing with now. She says, Jan, I am so proud of you, that, <laughs> of what you have done to, to fix your life. Because you're not going to have to go through late. what I'm going through. That's right. Yes. That's and right. Because she loves me. And, and, and for her to say that, I, that was heartfelt. Because she, she wanted, she, in her way, she was applauding me. And she was giving her stamp of approval of what I have done to change my life. And saying, I'm so happy for you. And you can bet that she was growing up, Jen, at a time, okay, when all of this was created. Because in the 50s is when fast food became a thing. And now they say 20% of all the food that's eaten in, in the United States is eaten in a car. And during that oh, time, yeah. it would have been harder for her to see that normal changing. It would have been harder for her to see the world changing in front of her eyes because she would just be like, oh, this is great. I don't have to cook. I can just go get this to McDonald's and get some food. And it's fabulous. Well, her joining the crowd in that new normal meant that one day she was going to be in that place where she was sad. Well, guys, when, when the rest of the world is trying to push you to eat what they're eating, when you think that you have to eat at every meal, I'm not saying that you're going to be in a bed wishing this, but that is how you get there. And because the new normal is abnormal. So there's another kind of new normal, though, right? Or not another kind of new normal, but there is, there's three kinds of normal in the way that I see it. That's one of them. The other kind of normal is what professional bodybuilders do. All right. This is the exact opposite of this. Now, you don't have to be a professional bodybuilder. And obviously, hardly anybody is. But if you go and learn about real athletes, bodybuilders, real athletes, professional swimmers, professional runners, their normal looks exactly the opposite of that. They know everything they're eating they would never put candy into their system like everything is healthy everything is structured so that it is working towards their goals well that is a kind of normal and i will tell you if you spend time talking with people that are athletes they all wish they could eat a little bit more and eat stupid foods a little bit more often but i'll tell you what they love their healthy body and they love all the things that they can do you don't have to go that way but that is also a normal option for somebody that wants to be at peak fitness. But the way that we do it on our plan is kind of in the middle because there's a way to get a little bit of both. There's a way to get to the point where Jen is right now, which is she has some candy every once in a while, even though it's the last thing that she needs. She eats some stupid foods every once in a while. You mentioned the banana, but there's nothing crazy about that, even though you mentioned it. Oh, it's right? delicious. Yeah, it's, it's great. But... But then there's also a way for you to look at your foods and go, you know what? I'm going to eat some junk every once in a while, but I'm also going to get control of what I'm eating yep. because I do want to live a real life, a normal life, but I don't want all the consequences of the person in that example. And 
that normal means is that you get a little help. You add some accountability to the formula to help you get through some of the tough spots, which is what we basically sell is accountability. We hold people accountable to do what they've always needed to do. And then you just get a little bit of control of your food so that if you're eating stupid foods, you still lose weight and get healthier. And if you're eating healthy foods, you still lose weight and get healthier until you learn how to maintain it. Like that's that third normal. But guys, I, I can't suggest this enough. As guys and girls, as you are, you know, wading your way through the world and everybody is trying to tell you what is normal, like the goal of being normal, meaning that you fit in with everybody else, that normal now is destroying our kids. Like it is destroying yes. your self-worth. Like if this new normal wasn't abnormal, then it would make sense. But it's not. Like normal should never mean doing something that hurts you, even if that's what everybody wants. Normal should never be supporting or subscribing like to this normal that makes your life worse. So when somebody's pushing you and says, be normal, please be normal with the rest of us, I encourage you to be abnormal and be proud of it. Do, yeah. don't, don't do what others are doing just because they don't understand and they're trying to push you to do what they want. The next time somebody comes to you and says, you know, are you going to eat normal again? You can say whatever you want to them. You can tell them what you're doing. You can tell them nothing. You can say you will. But whatever you say inside, know that when you're eating a way that supports your goals instead of theirs, you're going to be happier and you're going to be healthier and you're going to feel better because you're choosing to follow your normal instead of their normal. Yeah. My normal has completely changed since I have started fast. You know, all of those foods were so important to me when Thanksgiving dinner came. And I, I remember my fall cooking and stuff. And I was, I would just constantly get into following, trying out new recipes and all that kind of stuff. And I would cook and cook and cook until I was crazy. And I, and then, but now I, I didn't realize what I was doing at the time, but now I understand that there's a different way that you can live and, and feel so good at, and since I have lost this weight, my head is completely changed and my normal is different and it will always be different than the way I used to be. And I'm okay with that. Well, Jen, I don't ever want to go back. That's perfect. And I will tell you, Jen, as we wrap this up, I can confidently say that nobody that actually knows you would say that you are normal. Unless, <laughs> unless this is true. Those in fact, people... <laughs> everybody always throws in crazy Jen. They just know. <laughs> but hold on. I would say unless they want to be happy and healthy and inspire yeah. people like you do all the time. Oh, I love life. And hell, I am turning 65 in a couple of weeks. And, and the thoughts of that make me cringe. But at the same time, I am so, I am in. If somebody wants to go do something fun and active, I want to be a part of it all. And I, I never could say that for so many years, but now I can say it. And because I want to be a part of life 
and my head wants it and and I can I can do it now because yeah. I'm strong and I'm healthy and held. 65 is just a number. Yeah, it is. Jen, when yeah. we go when we uh when we have this trip for the fast diet when I set this up and we go hang gliding, are you going to hang glide? Oh, yeah. I'll be first in line. <laughs> will that will that be normal for a 65-year-old woman? <laughs> no. No. Everybody else is. You know, I have these people saying, "When are you going to retire?" I hear this all the time. "When are you going to retire?" And I look at them and I say, "I'll retire when I damn well please." <laughs> and I I am not ready to to sit in a rocking chair. I am not ready for that at all, and I don't know if I ever will be. I want to hike and kayak and hang glide and and jump out of airplanes if I want to be crazy and do that yeah, again. And I'm with you. I'm I'm with all of that, and so I'm going to participate. So yes, I will go hang glide. <laughs> I love it. it. All right, Jen. <laughs> hey, Jen. We're going to wrap this up, guys. Thanks a lot for listening to episode 17 of the Dear Fat You Don't Own Me podcast, and we'll see you guys at the next one. Have a wonderful holiday, everyone.